everyone. Welcome. Today is Wednesday, January 11, 2023. It is Sunday. I am Salutu's sister, and this is my turn to talk. Hey, Frankie, welcome. Number one today. Welcome, Angela. that everyone's able to hear everything so let me stop this Uh oh there we go so guys today i want to talk about the black girl uh, follow train and what that is is um uh thank thank you crazy um in love with kimberly michael welcome back um so i want to talk about this because this is something that started on tiktok um about a month and a half ago and it's gotten a lot of people up upset and specifically and i'm just gonna come out and say it because it's gonna be one of those shows today um it's gotten a lot of white women up, upset and um some of the comments on TikTok have just been just crazy too it's 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 racist why are you leaving us out um just i'm just gonna say the typical karen stuff and what i'm not understanding is you know, when you have groups of people, um, you have a group of, of women who want to support each other on TikTok and follow each 
each other. You know, they say, hey, let's follow each, each other. Let's, let's support each other. And, you know, all of a sudden, this other group of people, they're feeling left out. And I'm like, why? What is, what is the problem? What is the problem? Let's talk about it honestly. Um, you have schools that are all Asian. You have schools that are all Jewish. You have banks, you know, and lending institutions that will only lend to certain groups of people. You have, there are some Asian banks and, and lenders that will only lend to Asian people because they want to support their, 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 their culture. They want to support their people. You have Latinos that only want to support, you know, you go to lending places that only want to support Latinos. And then you have, you know, banks and what have you that will not lend to black people. Will not sell a home to black people. Still, and this is 2023. So all of a sudden, it's like this have this black girl follow train and all of a sudden it's like, but you're leaving us out. I mean, some of the comments were so nasty and so vicious. And on one hand, you know, you have women who are, you know, you know, I, I, I'm just going to say it, the, the, um, the Karen tears, you know, the, I'm afraid of you. Oh, you know, um, you know, you're making me feel like you're about to harm, harm me. Then in the very next moment, you know, the people that they're claiming that they're, um, afraid of, they are following. This is entitlement. Is there nothing that black people, black women cannot just say, we just want to support each other. We want to just, you know, tell each other that we support you. We got your back because if, you know, White women want to say, well, go and, you know, we'll have our own follow train, which they did do. Uh, 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 on, um, on TikTok, go ahead, <laughs> you know, so what? But why is it a problem when black people want to do it, black women, and it's been, it's been highly su successful, it's ridiculous. You have a man on TikTok, uh, Defrost Me, who did a video on Black Panther 2 and how it's a racial slur to use the word colonizer to use the word colonizer is a racial slur. Talking about that Wakanda was racist, which is a fictional African country in a fictional movie that is make-believe. Were you saying that when Quentin Tarantino makes his movies and he's dropping the N-word 50 million times and he feels that 
it's okay for him to do it because he's a filmmaker. Were you saying that, you know, were you claiming racism and what have you when, when you had all these other movies out here that are using all kinds of racial slurs, not just, you know, against black people, but for, for everybody. And you're going to talk about the word colonizer. It's offensive to you because it's true. Welcome, Brina Brina. You know, so, um, and Crazy said that's frowned, frowned upon too. I'm not sure what you're talking about when you say, uh, when, okay, when Latinas did it, 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 it was a, a problem, but, but, it, but it shouldn't be. If anybody wants to follow their own group, I mean, is the NAACP, is that racist? Are the Proud Boys, are they racist because they have their own little group? Some would say it is because of what they stand for. And there's a difference. You know, so, you know, I, I'm just truly just not understanding why it triggers some people. And there's, there's that word, that word trigger. That word trigger. The word woke. Which means to be aware. But it's been turned into a political statement. But the Black Girl Follow Train has really, you know, it's the highest trending uh, topic on TikTok. Why is that a problem? When Black TikTok dancers uh, a year ago, boycotted TikTok and refused to make up any other dances. There was up uproar then. Why why are you stopping? Why why are you stopping? Why why are we why are they stopping to give you dances that you copy and then you profit on and you don't give credit where credit's due? There was an uproar about that. Why? So the black girl follow train I support it 100%. But I'm going to be but let's I'm 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 going to be fair cuz I'm going to talk about black, black men. You have black men who don't like the black girl follow train. They think that it's um um wrong. Some of them think that it's petty. Some black men have you know called uh black men weak because they follow the black women follow train and they support it seriously i know you do kimberly um and crazy says because people can't worry about themselves black girl follow train uh brina is a um is a movement on TikTok where black women on TikTok are following each other. They're 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 following e each other, and they are um, uh, supporting each other. 
you know, so, I mean, I'm, you know, it, 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 it just behooves me. I, I truly just don't get it because the entitlement that has come out has been so ridiculous. I don't know. Well, put it like this. Um, yes, Brina, supporting one another does make sense. And crazy, I do believe people should do what they want. But there's always somebody who's going to get upset. There's always someone who is going to get upset. Welcome, Melody. You know, um, history has a habit of repeating itself over and over. And I'm tired of the Karens, who used to be the Beckys, who back in the day during plantation times were Miss Ann. I'm tired. I'm tired of the fake tears. I'm tired of, oh, I am, I am scared of you. You are threatening me. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm over it. Welcome the only crazy lady. I'm over it. And crazy says, because they aren't included, that's silly. Uh, make your own move. And that's what I say, make your own movement. But even that's copy. Even that's copy. On one hand, you know, you get upset, but then on the other hand, You're copying? I don't, I don't get it. Why is it a problem if black women get together and support each other? It's been a problem for decades. It's been a problem for years. It's been a problem for centuries. It's not a problem when it's convenient. And that's why I said, let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. And then Crazy says, because, um, let's see, um, oh, Crazy says, they all are. Everyone did it. Let everyone have theirs. Share the love. Crazy Lady says, because people are scared that the girls will, will take over the world. You know, um, and Crazy Lady says, I am being honest. And Brian says uh, to Crazy Lady, if we could get along, we definitely would. But you know what? I'm going to get deeper. 
And I may step on some toes and some people may not want to talk to me anymore, but I'm going to get deeper. Shy lady, uh, welcome. Kimberly, Kimberly, welcome. Hello, my love. How are you? I'm good. It's great to hear your voice. Good to hear yours. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, I'm, I have been a little bogged down with time frame wise, but um, I'm doing my best. <laughs> Um, I just did my last two podcasts were on white women and bad behavior. And it started with the, the TikTok trend. So I'm, I'm studying right now for my broker's test, but I just wanted, I wanted to come in and just comment and then breeze out of here. I'm going to keep listening, but <clears throat> um, two things that, that I, the two points that I made, although I made more, um, one of them is what kills me is white folks, especially white women, don't give a shit about what black women are doing any other time. They don't give a fuck about, you know, what, what, what's going on in their lives, what's affecting them, how they're affected. Um, they don't have conversations about oppression and systemic racism. Um, they don't care when they're getting beat up in the parking lot of Target or they're being, you know, uh, brutalized or, um, you know, oppressed. But all of a sudden, now that there's a follow train, it's a, it's a problem and they need to be in their business. Like, I think white women should sit the hell down and, 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 and have a mental break. Like, this is none of their business at the end of the day. If you ain't for it, then don't be for it. You know what I mean? If you ain't down with pedophiles, don't get on a pedophile page. If you ain't down with sexual assault, don't get on a sexual assault page. You ain't down with black women and all their beautifulness, then don't get on their pages. You know what I'm saying? Like, sit down and have several seats. But with that being said, the mindset, and I talk about this all the time, it's a generational mindset that is deeply embedded in a lot of white people and they have not addressed it because then they have to hold themselves accountable. It's part of their cognitive dissonance. It's part of the ignorance that's been passed down and it's part of the perceived privilege that white folks think they have. And to me, at the end of the day, I'm disgusted by it all. And I'm with you. I'm sick of it, too. I'm not affiliated with white women that talk like that and act like that. I, I, it's absolutely ridiculous and disgusting to me that they even should have a voice about what black women are doing amongst themselves. But, but I'm with you. I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm literally sick of this shit. And, 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 and I said, and, I, and I'm going to say it again. I'm not a violent person, but I'm waiting to be in public for somebody like Miss Karen to step up and open her mouth in front of me. Because if nobody else going to do something, I'm telling you that I may become violent. And one of the gentlemen said, well, what does violence do? I don't know what violence will do, but I know what us speaking on it, marching on it, walking on it, changing laws on it and, and being outwardly overt about what is happening by by generating a media presence about the truth of what's happening has not worked thus far. So forewarned, and then I'm going to jump off. I don't want to keep talking. If you see me in public and you a white Karen or a Becky or anybody who's going to open your mouth sideways, please know that the, the few things that you can catch from me is these hands immediately. I'm not going to tolerate the behavior where I can address it. I'm not going to tolerate it. I'm not going to talk about it either. So Kimberly, before you, you jump off and I will yes, let you go, um, first of all, yeah. I will, for people who don't know, because um, if you're on TikTok or any of these other places that I'm training for people or even in Podbean, for people who don't know, Kimberly is a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I need to say that because it because it makes it, because it makes a difference from from you saying what you just said and from mm -hmm. me. I also mm -hmm. want to ask you this, and then I'll and then I'll let you go. Yeah, no problem. 
are you familiar with the um, etiquette training that young white girls received back during slave days? Back during what? Slave, um, slave, slave, slave days during during slavery. That seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old girls. The training that their fathers gave them during slavery. Are you familiar with that? No, no I've never even I've never even heard of. The, I mean, I've heard of etiquette training, but not re in no, relationship to slavery. I don't, I, don't, I don't mean etiquette in terms of how to hold hold your teacup. I'm talking about when you get married. You're going to be running your own household, and you need to learn how. To, you need to know how to discipline d discipline slaves. You need to know how to keep them in line. Mm -hmm. the Generational. Thing, and this is what I'm saying. One, and this is where the Beckys and the Karens come out. Mm -hmm. so you are when you are taught to, you know, if if and this and this is true. A black woman who raised white girls mm -hmm. at their breasts. And by the way, everyone, when black women um, nurse black, when, when black women uh, were nursing white children, and they mm -hmm. were their own black child on the other breast, mm -hmm. they could not switch or else they would get beaten. They could only switch if they mm -hmm. wanted the breast that the black child was sucking on. So having having said that, and this is this is what I what I want to know, Kimberly, when a uh, black slave burned now, this is a woman again who who, who raised these white children, suckled at their breasts, or whatever. When um the when the woman burned the waffles and had the burn marks around the, the edges, that woman was taken out and beaten twenty times. The whip was then given to the girls and said now you do it until you're satisfied and those girls beat that woman who took care of them until they were satisfied this is a generational thing this is where the entitlement comes from so absolutely so you have this black woman follow train on TikTok. so the hell what get over yourself mm-hmm Absolutely. So and I just it, want to know what you thought about that in terms of the generational craziness. That's ex and that's where I'm saying that it definitely stems from. This is a generational curse amongst white women. And listen, I said this last night and I'm going to say it again. The, here's the issue. We are having these conversations because I, as a white woman, am having a conversation with a beautifully, magically melanated woman. So I talk like this already, and then you talk like this, and then we talk like this. White people do not sit around their dinner tables. Most white people, don't jump on me if you do, most white people generationally do not sit around their tables and speak on generational curses. We don't speak on racism. We don't speak on slavery. We don't have any of these conversations, especially when it includes the advancement of black people. And that is because there is nothing about liberating black people that white people care about. It does not benefit them. 
it will never benefit them. Therefore, they will never make any type of group or collective effort to change anything within the black community. A lot of this stuff is generationally embedded. Black people tell me all the time, oh, I know good white people. I'm sure that you do. I know good white people too. But at the end of the day, if it comes down to it, when they mad, I promise you the first word out of their mouth is going to be ninja. And that's not what I mean. And that is because that is what they have been taught. We don't have that. No one taught me in my family to hate black people. It was the way that they carried themselves and the things that they said and how they mocked black people and made racial remarks all the time you just know so that etiquette training that we got back during slavery has evolved now to a, a a different type of etiquette training it's not necessarily training but it's how the white people talk to each other to keep that type of mentality alive i don't want to say who it was yeah i will because i i love him and, and in my heart of hearts i know that he's a changed man but when i was growing up my daddy and, and again not only am i white but my ancestors are white as well I don't have any melanated people and generationally except for about three or four generations back. So I am very, very white. I grew up in a white community. I went to private schools and I was not around black people until I was in my teenage high school years. I did was not even around black people. I had I did not engage with them at all. I was not in a community where black folks existed. So I grew up completely in a white mentality with with, with white mindset, with white people who generationally had owned slaves. They, they, they were out of North Carolina. R regardless, my father used to say all the time when I was little that he was gonna adopt a black boy because he always wanted to own a slave. He said that in front of me for years. Now, he would never say that now and he would absolutely take off the head of anybody who even looked in the direction of his three grandchildren now, right? That was a different person, but it's my point is what I'm saying is that those are the conversations that are had. Those are the things that are said to us. So that makes us think immediately, especially as a small child, that black people are beneath me. They're not they're not the same as me. They're below me. Like we like it's the ownership and the again, perceived privilege that exists because the privilege is only amongst white people. If a white person went in a black community and tried to get the same privileges that they think they get in the white community, they're not going to get them, right? Because it's non-existent. It only exists in that community. But generationally, this is what I feel like. I don't know and I don't believe in white women or white people collectively coming to an accountability when it comes to their mindset or the behaviors that they have co-created over the last 400 years in this country um, in reference to black people. I think that the fight should be within the black community. I think it should be liberating black women and black men individually and collectively. And I think white people should say the fuck out of it that it's none of their business. That's just my opinion. And you drop your F words and your S words. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, unfortunately, how, how unfortunately how I talk. But yeah, no, I mean, so um, that's how I feel, and I don't want to drop any more F bombs. So, All right. well, um, thank you, thank you. For I'm gonna go study. Podcast. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep listening. I'm just gonna okay. keep studying. But right. thank Thanks you for having here. me on and for letting me drop my F bombs. I appreciate you. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Okay, I believe in you. Thank you. Bye.
Okay, so everyone, I mean, she said it. I mean, she broke it down and she said it. And, you know, um, does anybody want to comment on what Kimberly said? Um, you know, because it's a problem. It is a problem. And we're just talking about getting upset over a black girl follow train. You know, these Karens, and, and, and one reason why I'm so sick of it, beyond sick of it, is these are the people who get um, black people killed. These are the people who set them up. And when I say set set them up, um, I'm going to talk about San Francisco Karen, Lisa Alexander. Um, when she wanted to know why James Vanillo was stenciling Black Lives Matter in chalk in front of his home and was defacing private property. He said, call the police if you feel that I'm breaking the law. The couple called the police who recognized him as the owner of the property. And she even lied and said, I know who lives here. You don't live here. He did. You have your Central Park, Karen. All the man said was, could you leash your dog? I do that all the time. When I'm out walking my dogs, put a leash on your dog. I carry mace when I go out. I will mace your dog. As much as I love dogs, I will mace them. I don't want your dog approaching my dog who's on a leash. And she's dragging her poor dog to the point where she's where he's where she, she's choking him that he was taken away from her for a, a couple of days to say that he's he's threatening her as he's backing away from her and she's moving forward towards him. Isaiah McClain would be alive today if it weren't for Karen. And that's what these women on TikTok are. They're Karens. You're upset because you're excluded, but then you don't like to include. And I'm gonna say this, and 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 I may rub some people the wrong way again, because I usually do when I talk about stuff like this. Um. You know, Shelley, I'm, I'm, I'm reading Shelley's comment. Let's talk about the white neighborhood who called the police on third grade black girl spraying trees to eliminate bugs from destroying trees in Florida. Florida is a whole different, that's a whole different topic. That's a whole different show. 
that's a whole different show. You know, but, you know, you, you have these people who, and I think that they are rare. I truly believe that they are rare. And I don't know if the white people who are in my chat right now are these rare people and can truly honestly say that they are these rare people. But I hear a lot of people say, I'm on your side. And then turn around and make a comment that was like, seriously? But you look at the um, two civil rights workers who were killed along with another black residents during the civil rights movement. Two white boys from New York. whose bodies were found in the river. You look at the white people who got on the Freedom Ride buses and went down into the South knowing that they could get hurt. And a lot of them did. They were beaten. Some of them were almost lynched. Some of them were burned. I'm talking about white, white people. Those are the ones who say when the, you know, when things get too tough, I'm going to go back into my house and I'm going to stay over here, but I'll root for you over here. The ones that actually get down into the trenches, and I'm not saying you got to go somewhere and, and almost get lynched to burn or anything like that or get up. But I'm saying the ones that stand firm and can deal with their 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 um can deal with their uh co-workers, their peers, talk talking about them, threatening them. They can stand firm. I've met very few people that are like that. Hey, hey Christian, welcome. I, I've met very few. Kimberly says, that's what some of them white ladies did on TikTok. I got black friends, but you have affirmative action um, that makes sense. You know, and let's talk about affirmative action. The biggest, the biggest people that benefit, that benefited from affirmative action were white women. And Kimberly says, it's the front line for, for me. And Kimberly, I believe you. But I don't think that there are a lot that will go into the trenches. All of a sudden, they'll have something to, to, to do. Or, oh, well, you know, yeah, uh-huh. And I'm I'm being, being honest. I am being honest. I don't believe that there are a lot that are willing to do that. I mean, you just look at look at history. Back in the um, back in the forties and fifties, 
during World War II and during the Korean War when um, black men were fighting overseas. And you had, and they were getting decent pay where their wives didn't have to work. But let me tell you what they did in the South. And these laws are on the books. Look them up. Because black women didn't have to work. If a black woman did want a job and she wanted to go work at a department store or wherever, even back then it was hard to work at a department store. It was written in Southern states that the only job a black woman was allowed to take was a domestic. Why? Because you had a lot of black domestics who were quitting because they didn't need to work because their husbands were sending money home so they didn't have to work. So when they weren't taking um, money, um, so I'm sorry, so when they weren't taking those jobs, they still weren't taking those jobs, it became a law. Any black woman between the age of 18 and 50 had to work as a domestic cleaning up a white woman's house. Where was the outrage then? I believe in that same, you know, if they did things like that now, which some people are trying to do in, in certain states, because I, I follow what is going on. I follow what is going on. I always want to know what is going on around me. I may not live in that state. I may not live in that neighborhood. I still want to know if it affects me or my people. But sooner or later, it will. Where was the outrage? There was none. Because Becky was getting her house clean. Becky was getting her toilet clean. Becky was getting her food prepared by the same black hands that on Saturday and Sunday are saying they're filthy. Don't touch me, you filthy so-and-so. But it's okay for Becky to come back into your house on, on Monday and fix your breakfast. So you have a group of women who are saying, I'm going to support each other. Let's support each, each, each other. So crazy says, you speak the truth, Salad. Uh, many talk, but few walk. Shali says they found the loophole to include them as, as well as uh, gay whites. Um, Shelby says, I believe all women are equal. We all believe red, uh, uh, do we not? Yes, Shelby, we do. I mean, and that's, and you know, and Shelby, when people say that, you know, oh, I believe that everybody should do this and I believe everyone should do that. I mean, I believe that people think that. But when it comes down to it, when it comes down to what Crazy said, what Kimberly said, how many people are actually going to walk the walk? How many people are actually going to, you know, um, you know, get on that front front line. 
welcome to Saturday Night Smoke. Um, how many people are actually going to get on that front line? Because I don't think that you have too many. Uh, Kubella, if you want to, hey, hey, Cupcake, welcome. If anybody wants to, to come on, you're going to have to come on over to, to Podbean. Did y'all miss what Miss Kimberly Michael said? Um, you know, I mean, it, 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 it just it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, you have a group of people who have been so indoctrinated to think that um, black people, and you know, I'm gonna say black women more so than black men, but I'll probably get pushback from 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 black men for saying this. But, um, you know, you have your Mary Turners and you have your Reese Turners. Unrelated. Reese Turner was a woman in the 40s who was coming home from church, walking home from church one evening with her friend. And she was kidnapped by six white men. They took her to the woods and they raped her. They took turns and they raped her. And the ring leader said, because she lived to tell the tale, respond to me the way you would respond to your husband or I'll kill you. Respond to me the way you respond to your husband or I'll kill you. What the? Seriously? Then you have Mary Turner. See, this is why black folks don't have picnics. We have barbecues. We have cookouts. We don't have picnics because we all know what, what picnic stands for. Picnics were when, you know, white folks would sit around. Get a little picnic basket together and go watch a lynching. And in some cases, watch black folks be barbecued. Yes, I said barbecue. Then they would cut them up and they would all take little pieces of them for, for souvenirs. You don't believe me? Look it up. She was right. My mom and dad are were races. I, I know that that's wrong. Uh, Crazy Lady says, my dad raised us that everyone is, is the same. Crazy Lady says, and if we see something that is being done that is wrong and don't do something, we are just as guilty. I agree. Shy Lady, welcome. Hey. And hello. Hello, everyone. Um, I just want to say, I mean, it's, it's a lot to be said. I've, you know, I've heard about the this train it's it's so much so many layers um i have to i'm gonna stop you for a moment my live access on tiktok has been suspended until january the 18th 
Oh, oh, wow. Like I said. Hmm. Maybe, yeah, okay. Whatever. But, I mean, I was going to say, there's so many layers of um, this whole situation. And you can just go back with, and I, I just think about, I read a lot of articles online, as you know, and I look at some of the co comments. Um, they appear to be from, from white people because they'll refer to um, black people in very negative ways. So I know they're not black. Uh, but it just amazes me that the thinking of, of some people that black people seem to, I mean, it's a lot of stereo, stereotypes that a lot of white people still have about black people. They think that we're getting over in terms of affirmative action. Not the case. If you, if you, if you read articles and look at the statistics, like you said earlier, the majority of the people that are um, benefiting from affirmative action are white women. And then there's also white military vets and um, the, LBG, the LBTQ community are the biggest benefactors of um, affirmative action, not black people. And again, you can, you can look at lots of major Fortune 500 companies and you'll be lucky if you find one black person on the executive um, committee. You, you, you're not gonna find it. So I, I just don't understand the, the reasoning behind a, lo a lot of white people thinking blacks, blacks have everything. They have, they have so many things geared toward them and it's not the case. Just go back and look at the statistics. They really don't understand that there is something called white privilege. It exists and black people don't have access to that because they're not white. A lot of times white people say, oh, you guys are always doing crimes and committing crimes. And um, a lot of that's bias as well. Yes, there's, there's black on black crimes as there are uh, crimes, crimes with other uh, ethnic groups. But the majority of us are not committing crimes. That's not the majority of black people. That's a, a, a part of uh, the, the media that wants to continue to um, promote that, to, cre to, uh, to, to continue the, the hatred and the racism. They want to continue that. And it's, it's just so many layers that you just have to go deep, dig way, way back. Even this whole situation with um, Meghan Markle and, and, and Harry. Every, every, I mean, you, you look at that situation. Almost every article and comments I read, they're tearing Megan down. They'll quickly say, oh, it's not because she's black. Well, I don't hear anyone telling tearing Camilla down. She's, she's, she's worse, worse than anybody that ever been in the royal family from what I've read. She's, um, Diana herself said that this woman has always been in her marriage. She was an adulterer. She was sleeping with um, Charles while he was married. So it's like, I don't hear the hatred for people like Camilla, who is who has the audacity to sit sit there with the royal family, and, and in my opinion, she's trash. But they constantly want to tear Megan down and criticize her, and they say, "Oh, it's not because she's got black in her." Well, what what else could it be to receive death threats and your children to be um, threatened? What else could it be? What could she have done compared to what Camilla has done to receive as much hatred? toward her what what she what could she have possibly done to receive a lot of the backlash and and not only that people judge her um as though as though they know her 
what are, what's happening in your own marriage for you to say she doesn't have a right to be married to him? Says who? Says who? It's just it's just crazy to me. It's it's ludicrous. You know, when it comes to the whole Megan thing, um, you know, I you know I just shake shake my head because um, it's it's let, beyond. Let me, me say this. Let me say this. I don't mean to interrupt you, but. This is a comment like this uh, person on the panel just said, she doesn't even look black. She does look black. No, no white person has hair texture as Megan. But all you know, the white but people, no, all the no, white people. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. No, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter. A lot of them use that. She doesn't look black. So if she, if she doesn't look black to you, what does that have to do with you attacking her? And it's, and it's a lie because anybody that had a, ounce of black in them can see Megan's hair texture is not like white. She but can stand not, next to, not, wait, 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 wait. She can stand next to Harry, uh, William, and Kate. You can easily see, easily see the contrast in her pigmentation. And for you to simply to say she, does, she, she, she doesn't look black or whatever, she looks white. Okay, what what I what I was going to say was it you know what it, it what difference I mean first of all what is looking black what does that even mean what 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 is it to look to look black but you know that she's not one hundred percent white so what does it mean to look black can you can you you know, um, you know, um, looking more black. I mean, what? What is more black? Are you talking about darker black people? Because black people come in all shades. Black people come in all shades. It's not just hair texture and all this other stuff. Black people come in all shades. So looking more more black, what does that mean? What does looking more black mean? I don't I don't I don't understand that. What does that mean? What is more black? You know, I mean it, it just I mean she's she, she she's half white. Okay. And but what does more black mean? Because if you look at Black people, and you look at where we come from, we got some of everything in us. So I don't, you know, that more black. I mean, that, that comment is just so, it's just an ignorant comment. And Kimberly says that's the generational mind, mindset. You know, um, are, are black people white? We're not totally black. My three times grandfather was white, slave owner. I guarantee you, he didn't marry my three times great grandmother. Cabinet says we have the Eve gene. Welcome, uh, Abina. Welcome, uh, uh, DMAC, and an official welcome uh, to Black Cabinet uh, uh, Education. Um, you know, I mean, 
You know, so Shalady, I understand what you're saying about Megan, but you know, it, it's it's the thing is solid is that most white people use that excuse to attack her. Oh, I'm not attacking her because she black. She doesn't even look black. She looks white. She doesn't. I didn't know she was. I didn't know she was uh, black. I thought she was white. That's a damn lie. Anybody can see see her standing next to all those white people can see she's not like the others. There's no mistaking that that woman is not white. Her hair texture is not like most uh, people with black black jeans in them. Her hair texture is nothing like a regular white woman. Now I have I have a, a relative whose hair is textured like white people, and she's not she's not um, uh, all black. Her dad is black, one of my one of my family members, and her mom is white. Her skin looks like Megan, but she looks more like she's Latina because her hair is straight. It has no curl in it at all. And her features are black. Shalady, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because, I mean, this rich guy is saying she don't have an, an Afro though. You Anybody know can see with her hair straightened that it does not look like white white people hair. But, but Anyone again, can see but, that. But, 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 okay, but forget the hair thing because we have black folks to have straight, straight, straight hair. And in my own family, I got and, them in my family. And they are black. So, it, it, you know, it's, it's it's like, uh, okay, so, okay, you're going to, you know, talk about black people, talk about, you know, talk about, you know, talk about Megan. And then all of a sudden, then you're going to come back and say he's a beautiful woman. I mean, it, I mean, seriously, seriously. I mean, oh, come on. You, no, mm -mm. No, that's, no, that's, no, that's no. the excuse they want to use. They all online and, making and nasty comments. I, I didn't know she was black. You a lie. She don't look like uh, the rest of them. Her skin is, is nowhere near the shade of theirs or is her hair. Her hair is but, not but, like but, theirs. But, but, but Shiley, I'm going to push back on you because you do have some black people who do look white. Absolutely. I have, I have like I said, I have a, a, a cousin. I have a, I have a first cousin who's all black. He married a white woman. And that child that they had, she looks just like the dad. She has his nose. She has his lips. But her skin is pale, just no color, and her hair is straight. She can't, she she couldn't hold a curl if she wanted to. So I agree, but anyone can look at her, can see, hmm, she doesn't look totally white because her nose is different. But her uh, lips are different. She like, looks like her like her father. But I'm just saying, but you also have black people who have white features. Absolutely. And, that, and, that is why, and that's that, that's why I, I, I'm saying that, it's, you know, you just can't say the hair, you know, um, the, the features, whatever, because there are black people who are black and they look white because of that gene. I mean, if anybody knew my father, my father and my uncle were called, were called the, the the little red, red boys growing up. My, my father looked white. He wasn't. He had white relatives. He had white, you know, grands. But I guarantee you, he was treated like a black man. Oh, absolutely. I I, so, I, I guarantee absolutely. you. Absolutely. I guarantee you, he was treated like a he, he was treated like like a black man. Absolutely. Same you know, thing so, in my family. So so again, you know, um, and I'm not trying. You know, I'm not on here to bash white people or anything. I'm here to talk honestly. 
to talk honestly and put out truths. And yes, crazy. I know he was trolling. He he has been uh, blocked. Um, um, you know, I I. <laughs> I just want an acknowledgement because people say, oh, if everyone would just, you know, just uh, get along, whatever. I mean, that's nice to say in theory. It really, really is. But realistically, until mindsets are changed, until you have people who, who don't get upset because a group of people are following each other. Seriously? Seriously? You know, I make the comment and I'm still making the comment about black people need to stop spending money. That trillion dollars that we contribute to the US economy alone, not even we're not even going to talk about how much we contribute to the world economy. But the trillion plus dollars that we contribute to this country alone, even without a even without a recession, even without higher prices and stuff, would break this country. I make that comment, and somebody reported me to the FBI. Literally. But. Where was the outrage and everything when our property was being burned and stolen and crapped on and then stolen and then burned again and then stolen again? See, you can't pick and choose. People say pick your battles. And crazy says um, that'll never happen. Unfortunately, I'm pretty positive. I'm a pretty positive person, but unfortunately, I don't see that improving like we would hope. Charlie says yes. We black people as a group need to funnel our money into investments. They pay off instead of designer designer purchases. You know, Charlie, I was going to do. I and and I am. Um, well, actually, I'm um, need to talk to Black Cap uh, Captain about this because I don't know what what show you know, to do it on. But I, I want to talk about the, the the designer stuff. The majority of designers that have seriously made money in the last 20 years have done so because they have African-Americans who are endorsing their products. I say stop doing it. But I understand these people want to get get paid. I say stop doing it. So while, you know, getting upset over black women following each other. Seriously? And Black Hander says, yes, black people are the fashion show of, of, of the world. As I heard one person say, we are the creators of, of cool. I believe that 
you know, I am going to speak what I feel is truth. I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to get suspended off of platforms. Not the first platform I have been suspended from. You see, now you have a generation of people who went from the Martin Luther King turn the other cheek. So now we have a generation of 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 of, of people growing up who are like, uh-uh. We're not gonna turn the other cheek. We're gonna state facts and we're gonna stand here and you're gonna listen. You can like what I have to say or not. I don't care either way, but I'm still going to speak what I feel is my truth. And this crap on, on the black girl follow train on TikTok is just beyond ridiculous. And then the black men who are also dissing the black women for following each other. is ridiculous. I'm tired of the tears, the little fake tears. I'm tired of seeing the Karens in Victoria's Secret crying, throwing themselves on, on the floor and the police come and want to arrest a black woman. As this woman is, this white woman is throwing herself on the floor crying, saying that I'm afraid of you while you continuously cry and throw yourself on the floor following this woman around. This black woman who's trying to get away from your crazy behind. And as Shy Lady said, calling the police on a seven-year-old girl because she's spraying trees, trying to save the trees. Or black swimmers wanting to get into a pool and bleach is thrown on, on them to force them out of the pool. Not on adults, on children. And Black Cabinet, if you would, I was, I told the story about Reese Turner. I was going to tell the story of Mary Turner. And Reese Turner was the rape of, of Reese Turner. If you would, I was going to tell the story of um, Mary Turner, but I want you to tell the story the way I know you tell the story, because my story is not going to be, it's not going to be conveyed the way you tell the story of Mary Turner. And why we don't do picnics if you don't mind well of course um greetings and salutations how you doing my sister i am good i am good yeah i'm actually going to read the story of mary turner uh straight out the book of uh white rage 
uh, by Carolyn Anderson. Bear with me. Let me find the page, if you don't mind. No I think this is a story that um, is very telling, it's very daunting. Uh, as I read it, some people, you know, you might, some of us, uh, has anybody here ever heard the story of Mary Turner, of what happened to Mary Turner? Um, uh, other than other than yourself, Sala, has anybody that's listening, have, have you guys ever heard the story of Mary Turner? I know Shy Lady has. Shy Lady has, okay. I see one person saying they had they never heard it. I'm sorry, bear with me, everyone. I'm finding the page now. And also, while while um, Black Cabinet is looking for that, um, uh, Friendly Differences 2.0 is coming off hiatus. Um, and um, oh, it was acid that that was thrown. Okay, I thought it was bleach. Yeah, um, acid was thrown in the water. I know on a families I was using the pool. Okay, so um, Friendly Differences is returning on January 21st. It is uh, Friendly Differences 2.0, and my new co-host will be Black Cabinet Education. Hello, everybody. That's awesome. So, I I, um, so you guys, if uh, you could, we the, the the website is still going to be the same on, on TikTok. It'll still be Friendly Differences. The um, shows that Ba and I did together, they will remain up. Um, uh, but it will, uh, again, as I said, Friendly Differences has been on hiatus and is coming back, and we got some <laughs> we got some stuff that might get us banned on TikTok again, but I don't know. <laughs> but we shall see. But anyway, so and also follow Black Cabinet on his uh, on his pod bean because his shows. Uh, and Black Cabinet, you got to tell me when when you're on because in the morning I am like so busy and I'm making business calls and stuff and. Well, it's, uh, right now it's 1030 uh, Central Standard Time to 1130. Uh, I'm really trying to keep it at 45 minutes because it seems like people like things that are short. <laughs> so about uh, but I try and go from 10. Well, 1030 to 12 is my is the block that I schedule it for. Uh, but I'm happy uh, just to stay for 30, 45 minutes. I'm always uh, finding you late then. And see, I would, you know, my show is supposed to be an hour, but people are saying you need to go longer. <laughs> you need to go longer. So, but anyway, are, have you found uh, found the page? Yes, yes. I just, I, just, I, I found it. I was just seeing where I exact, exactly wanted to start. Um, it starts out here uh, in a five days of lynching orgy. At least 11 African Americans, 10 of them who have absolutely nothing to do with Smith's death were hunted down and slaughtered, perhaps none more gruesome than Mary Turner. A lynch mob had already snatched her husband, Hines, strung him up to a tree and let his body rot, dangling from, dangling from the limb all weekend. Eight months pregnant with two small children whom, had, uh, whom she had sent into, uh, sent into hiding, she was enraged that he had been killed for no good reason. Feisty, strong-willed, and stubborn, Mary Turner threatened that if she knew the parties who were in the lynch mob, that she would have warrants sworn, a warrant, a warrant sworn out against them. She would never get that chance. On Sunday, the lynchers came for her. They drug Mary to a tree, stripped her, 
tighter by her ankles together and stronger upside, upside down. The man ran uh, to their cars, brought back gasoline, and began to roast her alive. Then they saw her naked, eight-month pregnant stomach convulsing. That only sent the mob. That only sent the mob made up several of Hampton, of Hampton's uh, Smith, um, Smith brothers, as well as the clerk, the post office man. Basically, it's trying to say these are everyday people. The auditor of uh, Stanford Oil, the furniture salesman, and several farmers into a deep frenzy. As one of them took a knife and sliced away, cutting her flesh until the baby, now ripped out of her stomach, fell to the ground and started to cry. Someone in the lynch party then stumped forward and smashed the child's head into the red Georgia dirt with the heel of his boot. That's the story of Mary Turner. Okay. And I'm supposed to be worried about somebody getting upset because why? Because your feelings? Because I didn't show you my freedom papers when I'm coming into building that I live in. I have to show you my freedom papers in order to get on the elevator of the, of, of the, of the place that I live in. I'm supposed to get upset because, you know, you don't want your child to learn about Martin Luther King and in Florida, they're actively taking Martin Luther King out of the, uh, out of the books. Why don't you learn about Mary Turner? Why don't you learn about Reese Turner? And all of them, the thousands, the hundreds of thousands. You know, I think it's funny that people were so outraged over Whoopi Goldberg and her so-called Jewish slur. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell, what, what, what she did that was so wrong. Let's talk about all the slurs that are constant, constant, constant every day against people of color. Can I read another, another small story? It's really quick. Sure. Uh, this story was uh, in the summer of 1925, uh, the story of Dr. Alexander Turner. He was Dunbar Hospital's co-founder and head of surgery. I uh, tried to move into a home he had purchased in an all-white part of town in Terra Entirement. Within five hours of unpacking his first box, bricks and rocks rained down as a mob of thousands strong moved in to drive him out. With Detroit police officers watching, he was compelled to sign the deed and relinquish ownership of his property at gunpoint. The police had escorted Turner and his family back to the black side of town. Once again. Once again. I mean, what? You know, as one uh, young lady said on, on, on TikTok, what do we do? Why do you hate us so much? What do we do? What do we do? 
I'll answer your question. The trigger for white rage is inevitably black advancement. It is not the mere presence of black people that is a problem. Rather, it's blackness with ambition, with drive, with purpose, with aspiration, and with the demand for being full and equal citizens. That's all we ever And it's something that we deserve. And I'm going to go to Mr. Chill Will. W welcome back, stranger. Hey. I like that introduction. I feel like you knew me. <laughs> so what's up, Mr. Chill? Hey, y'all. Uh, oh, hold on. I ain't got my seatbelt. You got to bear with me. I, I, I messed my back up, so everything's hard right now. Um, Look, okay. First of all, I don't know, you think people still mad at that? For real? Like, they, they all think, all right, folks, right now, today, man, at the advancement of black people, there's too much of it going around. I don't think. Man, okay, wait, still, wait, hold on. You need to stop that, 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 um. Yeah, I'm, I, I am, I am, I am, I am. Okay. Yeah, so, it, I was trying to buckle up my seatbelt, but it's turned off before I even got a chance to. But anyway, like, that's a good point to. So what I think, what he spoke of, but I don't think I don't, I don't think people really care. Like white folks don't care about that no more. Like I don't like as far as advancement and all of that. I don't, I don't think they give a damn about that. I think it's more. I mean, some may do, but I don't think they. Get, I don't care because it's too much. It's too much around. Like like, hey, you see black folks doing the doctors, lawyers. I mean, it's for a while, so you got to get over it. Especially the younger folks, maybe older, maybe, but they don't say nothing, right? And so, I don't think that's the biggest thing. Um, I do think the biggest thing, though, is just the lack of. Um, you kind of mentioned MLK, MLK not being the history books or slavery being kind of like abolished out of the history books and things of that nature. I, I do, I do see that, but it ain't their job to keep our our hope alive. It ain't they? They ain't their job. You know what I'm saying? It's our job. It's our job in each, each individual's home to understand and to teach that. You know, and through mediums like this and at home. Because it's not if we already know it's ain't gonna happen, you just take the bull by its horns. You know, and half the time they're not teaching the right shit anyway. Like I being personally, what I learned, it was everywhere. We had a whole black history month. We had a person every day. But you ain't you wouldn't even you wouldn't even hearing the truth then either. I mean, I'm not saying that Martin Luther King was a saint. I mean, I mean, you don't learn the whole truth about none of that. Hard truths. A lot, a lot of it's half told anyway. So you know, I, you know I, I, mean? I, I understand, understand what you're saying, but I, but I, but I think, and I, and I totally believe that this stuff should be taught at home. I totally believe that 100. But I do think that that is is wrong. That if you don't, if you want to take Martin Luther King, uh, Harriet Tubman. And a lot of these other people out of mm -hmm. school books. And I don't want my child learning about um, George Washington. I don't want him. I don't want them learning about Abraham Lincoln. I don't. Oh, I can I, agree. I, yeah. I oh yeah. I oh yeah. About, I mean, let's take history out. Let's let's just forget about I, history I get that. and learn about mm -hmm. you know science and math. Let's just take history out of out of the schools. Because you again, you can't because it's American history, and the problem is is that we we dub it Black history 
And I think really that's the reason why we we're, they're taking it out of the the, the uh, history books because we dub it as Black history as opposed to just history. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it is. It's our country's history. Period. Okay, so but even okay, but even if you said just history, they would still keep they would still keep it out. See, the problem to me, Will, is not the fact that it's it's in there. It's the fact that now, like I said, you have a generation of people who are like, let's tell the truth. We're not gonna let you all just glaze over it and then keep on going. If you if you're gonna talk about George mm. Washington, tell the truth about George Washington. If you're gonna talk about if you're going to talk about uh Thomas Jefferson, tell the whole the truth. Story. Like what George, like what about George? I mean like he owned slaves and stuff like that? Yes, yes. If you're gonna oh, tell yeah. the truth about uh, about Thomas Jefferson, let's talk about how he raped the 14-year-old girl, had nine nine kids with it. Oh, some of them, some of them was even black though. Like some of them presidents had black in them. Some of them like was a quarter I mean, black. I mean, I mean, let's. I mean, but I'm, I'm saying were, who, who was a quarter talk, black? Let's talk about the whole. Let's well, talk some about of them the was. I know. I know. I know. Abraham definitely has some black in him. You go through no, his line, his lineage. For sure, he did. I gotta. I gotta get the. Get the, the, the no, I got no, a lot of literature on I, that. I, I have a lot of literature on him. He. Uh, they, they tried to accuse him of being black to try uh, in the Stephen Douglas debate so they could try and. Uh, deter voters from voting for oh, him. Uh, <laughs> no, excuse him being black. No, he, no, yeah, they were trying to say he was black, <laughs> trying to say he was black and this that, but he was never black. Look up his genealogy; he never had not one black person. Yeah, I, I, some of it. It's a book that talk about those, but it, it, regardless, they still. Like, I get what you're saying, uh, Solid. I mean, I, I, your point is taken. What I'm saying is that we know that's going to happen, right? It, so that's nothing that we can we can. That's what racism is. We 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 complain about things we can't control, but the thing we can't control is how we determine things. Because that's what I do anyway. Whether it's there or not, we gotta we gotta still tell the right story. But chill, and I agree with that. But I don't want to hear if you all only would, you all should, whatever. And we did that after Reconstruction. We were senators. We we held places in the Senate until the laws were changed. That black people can't run for a public office. We oh, had for sure, black, for sure. we had black Wall Streets. We had newspapers. We had banks. We had we had artwork that rivaled what what the what the Germans stole from, from what the Nazis stole from the Jewish people during World War II. We had all of that. We and also was, had civil rights it that, that pressed. and it was stolen. And I, you know, I'm talking well, about this is before civil rights. No, I'm just saying we had civil rights leaders and civil rights and movement that that wanted desegregation, which also helped abolish that as well. So it's 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 a lot of to go blame to go around is why that's here. I mean, you know why it's there. And, and it is complicated, and it's a lot of stuff that you know to weed through. But you, but again, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I say you still have to talk about it. You just can't stretch it off to the side and we as a people we do need to make sure that we educate our own because one thing that i care about that you you you, you do yeah yeah black a lot of black folks or white folks they don't don't care about it they have no they beyond their nose today and the money they make no one cares about nothing anymore it's all about making money period like and it's and um, uh, I, I don't know if it was a shy lady I was talking to the other day or or, or, or Petty Deb, where we were talking about that when you look at uh, HBCUs and stuff, you know, yes, I'm bringing up Bill Cosby, but you had Bill Cosby who 
who gave money to HBCUs. You know, you had Oprah, you had Sydney, you had Sydney Portier, you had all of the old school, you know, black people who who supported that. But now you don't see the P the P Diddies and the Beyonces and you know whatever. They're just not not doing it. I, you know, I but think that's beyond you though. Are, you are educating your children about black history. I went in a house where my parents they ran it down that our throats. Now I am glad that 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 they did. I'm glad that they you know made us read books and stuff and say this is you know what it is. And I'm glad that I have stories that have been passed down from generation to generation to to generation. But, but, but Sonic, no you're matter. speaking to something Whatever. right there though. You're speaking to the real the real issue though right there and it's not the black or white it's that once the black folks come rich guess what they go they all come rich you're all they all silent so it was it wasn't just you don't see no black you I mean except Kanye crazy ass you don't see no people coming billionaires and speaking out and doing so it's, it's it's about the rich and the poor it's about the elite and the lower class and typically that's the you know it's, it's, it's they wrote they wrote that they wrote it down on the on the um cloth piece of paper on how to, to keep the people divided and so these conversations are great to be had but they're still kind of serves as division divisions and and a bunch of like rigor remote uh, chasing tails for, for us not to look up right and so you know it, it the commonality and poor folks is easy you know the, it gets cloudy when it comes to the middle class because you know even the black folks think they're a little better than the, the poor black folks you know what i'm saying the middle class black folks but when you start to look up that's what they don't want you to do and so that's that's i mean i think that's one of the main troubles because we can find commonalities yeah, okay, in all but, races but, but but chill but at the same time one thing that is dangerous to society is an educated black person for sure that's I'm, yeah that's it that, that goes without saying you know that but overall I, I i do think that there's a lot of educated black folks right that just right on status quo. It's, you gotta be you gotta be beyond educated. You gotta be willing to sacrifice. And typically, that's a small minority of people that's making change. You got more, way more of the gun line. Tell them about the gun line, boss. You got way more of them <laughs> in society than you got the Nat Turners or you know, no, no, and or no, even the John Browns for that matter. You know, so you, know, yeah, you, you so. are you're absolutely right. You know, you're you're absolutely right, and that's why even with Nat Turner, I think it's I think it's, it amuses me that you know one thing that some white people want to bring up is well, Nat Turner, he you know he he was a slave that went around and he murdered uh, twenty nine, you know, um, uh, you know white people, you know. Okay, let's see. That was what that was in like 1930 something, whatever. It's like I'm, I'm sorry, eight, 1830. Well, he was a slave. He was being beaten every day. Okay, so he did that. And let's talk about all the lynchings and murders and killings and shootings and whatever. Are you gonna talk about 29? Uh, solid. Uh, from but my captain, I know uh, you. You want to say something? Go say, ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, and this is gonna be a quick statement. From what I remember, lynching just became illegal last year. After, wait, after you had some people who voted against it, who voted against the anti-lynching law, who Which voted just, against it. I'll Which say again. quite comical, don't you think? I'll that's comical, again. almost. Like, I'll that's crazy. Yeah, they just, we finally, we finally came to a consensus that hanging black people from trees is illegal last year.
let that like i said mary turner and everybody else everybody else here it is 2022 we're in 2023 and we are still talking about this why are we still talking about it because it is still because it is still a problem But my main thing, my main thing, you're right. But I, I don't think my main thing is that creating a society in which within ourselves to to get together and um, obviously you want to build your own house. But I mean, somebody from the outside throwing rocks, you got to stop. The, you got to stop the bleeding there too, as well. So it's it's a it's kind of like a double-edged sword to, to tackle it because you got to be able to, you know, address it one way and but in the other kind of like build with within and I think but that's the most important part trying to get to the point where we can build within and um so we don't have to worry about nobody and when you get to a certain uh status certain especially economically uh because that's what we're missing we ain't got we own own nothing we own shit you know what i'm saying we can hold people accountable if we you know if we were, if we were the ones that own the tv station we can hold people accountable if they say something crazy you know what i'm saying but we don't so that we're still but we still just you know it's been what 100 years maybe not even till we start to really make some way everybody had a hell of a head start so it just takes time it takes a little bit of effort and um these conversations for sure like you know to to, to, to progress as a people in general so to where we like okay that was just a path so let me ask this since you two are the only ones that are on the panel um and if, if you guys want to make a a, a comment uh, of, of course please please do um so i would like to know who is why is it so difficult for certain people to talk about what we're talking about why is it so difficult that some black people don't want to talk about it? Why is it difficult that some white people don't want to talk about it? Why, why is it so difficult for people to talk about problems like this that are problems and need to be discussed in order to not have the problem anymore? Well, I think um, one of the reasons why most people don't talk about these issues and these problems because they don't study uh, these issues and problems. Uh, one of the biggest things is it's, it's a lack of knowing. Uh, we've been we've been we've been uh, we've been told that George Washington's only bad thing he ever did his whole life was chopping down a cherry tree. Uh, you know, we've been told that he had wooden teeth for so long. These different lies that the only wood that was in his mouth was holding together the teeth of his enslaved Africans. Um, you know, we've been told for so long that the Emancipation Proclamation freed slaves, uh, but the Emancipation Proclamation actually left more in bondage than they ever did leave free. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been told for so long that uh, that Juneteenth was Independence Day, but not understanding that the four border states still had slavery even after Juneteenth. And so even now today we celebrate like this is our real independence when we still had actual people there. The reason why people don't talk about it because they just don't know. And and most okay, people, but is it that they don't know or or they don't want to? Because no, no, I, I, to think, I think people want to know, but they don't know, and people don't want to take the time to go know because it takes time to actually it takes time to go through history, and so when people don't when they, when they don't want to study, and they, and they don't want to take the time to do it, 
Uh, they'll re they'll rather have they'll rather have mainstream media shove it down their throat than them actually opening up a book themselves or even even open up a, a, a Google entry to find out what uh, what the truth is. And so most people shy away from talking about things they don't know about. Uh, people want to look smart. People want to feel like they're empowered. And the only way you can feel smart and empowered is know something about the subject. If you don't know anything about it, you're going to run from it. You don't want to face it. You don't want to see the truth. And so that's the reason why people don't want to talk about it because they just don't know. Okay. And see, and see, uh, DA, I, I disagree with you just on the fact that, yes, I do believe that people just don't know but i also believe that people just don't want to talk about something that they are either embarrassed about or they know for a fact is true but they just don't want to admit it because talking about it out loud means that it happened talking about, about it out loud means, means means that it's true so um you know i i i talk to people who literally i mean some of the stuff that comes out of their mouth is like are you freaking kidding me are you kidding me oh. so yeah i i i do believe in and what miss kimberly michael said earlier as and she's speaking as a white woman i agree with her 100 but there's also you know, a I'm good segment that right don't be okay. done a lot like that right charlie there's also a good segment that sorry, there's also a good segment of people that don't care about that. They don't they just don't care. Oh yes, yes, I, I, mean, I also yes, I just there don't there care. Are people, there are people that, that, that don't care. You have your your your, your I think that's care. the majority. I, They're not embarrassed well, about it. They know what happened. They're not embarrassed about it. They know that happened. I mean they want to be stuck in a place. Like that's just like if you mess around on your wife and she always reminded that you're cheating. No, let me I don't need to move but let me just okay, I got that. But I just want to move let's move on. Like so what are we gonna do about it? How are we gonna fix it? You know what though but, but, me, but, but, chill, but that's why i'm saying that if if you're re, if you're constantly repeating history you have to talk about it i, I mean not so if, if you your wife it. is constantly cheating on you you know you well, gotta well, I mean, yeah yeah, yeah. I got, right 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 well, that's the, i got you i got you that's a good point what i'm, I'm saying in reference to if you know white folks feel like they're not they're not cheating i mean they're not doing anything nothing in reference to uh what, like you said, it's the happenings to black folks are still happening, so that's why we're talking about it. But it's the point to where the whole ideology of, you know, the blacks plight, you know, whether it be the history or, I don't know, reparations or just the plight in general. Like, all right, cool. I care. I, I, either I care or I don't care. A lot of people just don't care. They don't affect their lives. They don't care. Right, but, but and, and I understand that, Chill, but what There you get no black friends, right? But, but, so but, what I'm supposed to do? You're asking me to be a good person now. And I yeah. understand that. But at the same time, though, when things are still happening, how are you going to fix it? Because I'm because I don't want to hear somebody say, oh, if we would all just 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 get along. OK, that's fine. But we can all get along if the playing field was level and it's not. And that's a good point. How are you going to fix it? I, I don't think you got to fix something. That I don't think that's wrong. I think as if something happens, exactly, and, and, and that, I don't think nothing's wrong. And that privilege you know group will, will always think that there's nothing wrong because because it's not happening to them. Exactly, and that's and that's and that's normal. That's how that's how white people, that's how black people act. But in general, I feel like the main thing is that I haven't been conditioned to even care about these things, right? As as that culture, I don't have to care about anything. This is my country. I can do anything I want. In it, I can, you know what I'm saying? I can grow to, to be whoever I want. 
that rings true for me. And not only, I know I understand your plight, but look, I came from the trailer part. I came from the pulpit part of town. So that's my, not to say black folks ain't got a whole different plight, obviously. I'm just saying from their standpoint, I've heard this a lot. Like the hell with, I was, I had it hard too. Shit, I was poor. My, my, you know, my daddy beat up my mama, but I, I got, you know, I, what you saying? Get over yourself. Pull your, pull your big boy pants up. Ain't nobody stopping you now. And and, and, that's chill, that's where, and and that's where and and I think that's and I uh, agree with you to a certain point. I agree with you to a certain point. Well, I mean, I, you know, I feel so, like that's their thought, their thought process. Not, you know, what I'm saying, not necessarily mine, but just speaking from okay. a, right. just like okay. a, a middle aged, say a, a, a white guy, like you know, oh, shit, or even woman, like people who are successful. Shit, it was hard for me. You know, I don't, I don't hate black people. If you know what I'm saying, so if I don't hate them, what's what's stopping me? I mean, I'll, I'll give them a job if they they're fucking good. I'm not gonna give them affirmative action. That's just the ideology of it. You know what I'm saying? They don't understand the history, which is 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 not aiding helping their ideology. Because if you understand generational wealth or just opportunity, if if it's such a, if there's a such thing as generational wealth and generational opportunity, it has to be the the opposite, right? Generational poorness, generational you know, so that's what we're speaking of. But we asking them to, to listen, which if it, it didn't affect my daily, who gets, I don't care. Okay, all right. DA, you want to say anything? Well, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think there, there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, m- most people, like you said, most people don't want to, most people don't want to face it to fix it. Uh, like you said, if a husband or wife cheated on each other, uh, you know, you got to face it to fix it. You got to have those tough conversations to find out. Uh, so the other person stops bringing it up. You got those tough conversations and you got to say, to you know, uh, you know, you got to you got to repair. And and if there and if there's no repair, you're going to continue to have those tough conversations. Uh, and, and when I say repair, yes, I'm talking about reparations. I'm talking about and in a way of how you're going to make sure you repair because our societies have been damaged and uh, you can't you can't hide the fact of. Uh, the stolen land from indigenous people. You cannot hide the fact of uh, black people coming out of enslavement that was only land that was taken from them, uh, that was forced out of their hand. Uh, you have already talked about the Black Wall Streets, but you know you're talking about uh, Nicodemus, Kansas, uh, not just Rosewood. Even though the the anniversary of Rosewood, just a hundred year anniversary, was two days ago of Rosewood. Uh, people forget about Rosewood. People forget, like you just said, coming out of Reconstruction. People forget Wilmington, North Carolina. And what happened there, the only coup d'etat that has ever happened on American soil where uh, white people were mad at black elected officials and actually went in there with, uh, by hook or crook and basically put guns to all their heads and made them resign in their positions and took over the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, don't, people don't remember things like that to happen. People don't remember Foresight, Georgia, right down the street from Macon, where uh, had a population of over uh, over a thousand black people. Uh, because of one incident, they told all black people to get out of town within 24 hours or they were going to be hung and die. They don't hear those stories. You know, they, they think that this is all just a myth. You I, know, uh, I believe that, but we're quick question. What are you asking them them today to do? though? But what I'm saying is when, when, when you force black people off of their land and you take it from them, you got to repair that. You can't just take something from someone and then tell them, pull up your bootstraps when you took my boots. No, no, no. I ain't got no First of all, I, I, I understand what you're saying completely right there. Right. That, that was me explaining the ideology of the conversation I have with that, that mentality. So I get that completely. But what 
it's at it's still, you know what I'm saying? When you when you pose a problem, what's typically the best, especially like in a business meeting, you pose a problem, what they say you should come with? Right. Right. My man, my man. So so just beyond reparations, that's not a that's not a plan, right? Right. Just no, saying no. reparations. So what, what what would that consist of? My, 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 not a, my not a whole plan, but right. My solution is is repair by giving resources without the gentrification. Uh, right now, if you look at most uh, most places, when they say we want more resources, they build better schools, they build better gymnasiums, they change the libraries, they clean up the streets. But then what they do, they move all those people out because they hire the taxes. So they made all this great stuff for the people in that community, but the people in that community cannot hold the tax bracket to actually take you know to actually take advantage of these new recreation centers, these new libraries, these new schools. So what happens is those people get moved out. And then, of course, gentrification comes in. So I'm saying we give equitable, equitable uh, uh, resources to these communities. Uh, people say, yeah, if you push, uh, if you throw enough money at it, it'll go away. Well, throw the money at it and don't make the people go away. Make the problem go away and let the people stay. Right now, uh, people do. We do get fixes in our communities. But what happens? They get gentrified. And gentrification is what's driving us out of our communities today, which moves us into another communities where those communities now have the problems. It's either you fix the community and let them live in that community so they can reap the benefits of it, which that is a form of repair. You're repairing that community, bringing it back to a state where they feel good about themselves living in that community. So now, of course, when when residents feel good about where they live, guess what? They're going to tail on. You know, the, the no snitch rule doesn't count no more because guess what? This neighborhood's for us now. And when you come over here shooting at people, when you come over here vandalizing, yeah, we're going to point the finger and tell on you because this is our community and we want it to be better. And so, so I think that's where who come, where it comes from. But, but, doesn't matter where what the money comes from. So, so, so say for instance, that's, that's not like what I, you, as you were talking, that's, that's exactly what Ice Cube was saying that he was trying to do. You know what I'm saying? They was they was attacking him for sitting down with Donald Trump. You don't remember all that. So does it matter? Who's it? Does it matter who it comes from? Because no matter what, because obviously we know if it well, it comes no from, reparations got reparations got to come from got to come from white people. So I don't care where it comes from. If you're if if you're gonna re rebuild the community and let us keep it, then I don't care where it comes from. No, I don't care where it comes from. When you're gonna give it to us willingly and do not. To, uh, throw up the tax bracket and make us move out so our kids can actually do, it doesn't matter what comes from because now we're actually doing it for the people you know what i'm saying i believe i, I am i'm a humanitarian I, I don't i don't put things on black and white i put things on people i think people and i say uh, all disenfranchised people need to have a shot at what they call the quote unquote the american dream all people should have a shot at um health care all people should have a shot at working wage jobs all people should have a shot at not being on the streets and actually being able to live. So yeah, I think we all should have it. I don't care if you're white, black, Mexican, or should I say Latino, uh, Native American. I think if everyone has a free shot at, at having those, uh, having those uh, what I call it, the hierarchy of needs. If you go look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you take care of those first two block of needs, everyone has a chance to reach self-actualization. So if, you, if, you, if everybody gets to eat, if everybody gets to sleep in a place that is secure and they have safety, everybody has a, I believe in universal income. What do you mean by that? I think if you're disabled, you have universal income. If you're over age, you have, have a universal income. And if you can't work, you have universal you know, If you have universal income, what do you do? Now you start to do away with crime in your community. Why? Because most crime is only generated because of income. Why? We should be paying people to live instead of, instead, instead, you know, I think, just me, I think that we should pay everyone a minimum to live. 
And if anybody wants more money to get something bigger, then you go work for it. But everyone off the muscle should be paid to live. And so I think when we create, uh, when we created a society where we all can eat and we all can live and be safe, then you can really start about talking about equitable uh, uh, equality. Now, guess what? I can't talk about what happened to them back then. I can't talk about no one taking nothing from me. I can't talk about uh, I can't talk about you know our, our our ancestors being this and that because if you fix it now, you give me nothing to talk about. But until you fix it, I'm gonna tell you why you do that to Mary Turner. Why y'all allow Dr. Martin Luther King to get assassinated? Why y'all allow El Haj Malik El Shabazz to get assassinated? Why y'all blow up Walter Rodney in, in Africa? I'm gonna bring it up because they don't want to give us equitable means to live today. And I and and, and I and I yield the floor. You know, DA, you 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 bring up a, a lot of good, good points because as you were talking, I was thinking about Oscarville, Georgia. And for people who don't know what Oscarville, Georgia is, and this is what I'm talking about, uh, you know, chill when when, when I mean, yes, we we need to do things for ourselves, but you know, we did so many we did so many things for for our, our, ourselves, our, our our ancestors. You know, they they did so many things for us, and it was taken. Uh, Oscarville, Georgia, um, is a town or was a town that was burned down in 1912, and over a thousand uh, citizens or residents of Oscarville, Georgia, were forced to flee due to a following because of allegations of rape that were not true. Um, uh, hold on, let me just pull this up for a moment. Rob Edwards and uh, Ernest Knox and um, Oscar Daniel, teenagers accused of raping and murdering a white woman named May Crow. She was raped and murdered by a white man. Edwards was dragged out of jail, beaten with a crowbar, and then lynched from a telephone pole. Daniel and Knox went to trial and were found guilty on the same day the boys were sentenced to death by hanging. After the trials and executions, white men known as the Night Riders forced black families out of their homes by, bring, by burning their land, churches, and schools. Lake Lanier, which is still around today, was built on top of that on top of that town. And it's considered to be haunted. And people go fishing is a tourist attraction. You know, so we had all of this. It has just been so hard to get it back. We had it all. Our ancestors weren't cleaning people's toilets and cooking their food and watching their babies or minding their babies rather. We had this. Yeah. And you have people who are upset with Governor Newsom here in California because he gave Bruce Beach back to the family it was stolen from. Had a lot of people up upset about that. A lot of people. A lot of people. It was worth about a million before it was stolen from them. Now it's a multi-million dollar property because it's by the water. What the family did was, instead of taking and build a home and tell everybody to keep off, they still own it. 
they pretty much kept it the way the the way it is. Oh, I wouldn't have much money. I would have kept it the way too. No, I'm no, I'm 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 saying they didn't sell it, whatever. They didn't build a home on it, whatever. They pretty much meaning they are still allowing the public to come and enjoy that land. But but I wouldn't have been thing, that. No, here's the thing, which which is honest. I'm all for that your argument, but I the, the I think the walls, the barriers is like whether it's from within or outside, you know. You're saying reparations. When you say reparations, that means something is, uh, mm, it's, mm, it says a price on it, right. right? Right. Making it making it quantifiable, right? And um, which that would never be for a lot of black folks, right? It's not. It's no. It's no. It's no price you can even. No, I it's mean not, there's no bottom on it's not a floor or no ceiling you can put on some of the shit. You know what I mean? No, no, I mean so you, for, you you absolutely can't because and and because you, you I mean because I wonder if 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 white people truly understands what it means. And I'm not talking about you lost family in the war or something like that. I'm talking about to truly understand what it means to be have family that you never even will never even get to see again because they were sold. Because they were ripped away from, from their land, mothers, fathers separated from their children. And I mean, which is right though. But now, now, if you do that today to the people who are there, that hadn't had nothing to do with that, how do you go about doing that properly without, without creating division? You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, okay, so then when you when in 1986, I do believe when uh, President. Um, Reagan gave twenty thousand dollars, which was over a billion dollars, to the Japanese uh, families that were that were in internment camps. Now they got twenty thousand dollars, which I think was a pitly sum, because they were forced out out of their homes. Their homes were immediately co um, confiscated, not necessarily by the government, but people are living in some of those homes. Who were some white people who just came and were were part right, of the right. militia, you know, whatever. And they're living in these home, homes, furniture, all. They were never given this this land back. I mean, I mean, at least they did get get twenty thousand. So me, I personally think that you should go around and give everybody their land back and property that was stolen, starting with the Native Americans. And I guarantee well, you, damn, the this, whole country, this world, this, <laughs> this country, yes, yes. Yes, this is the problem, though, Silent. Look a whole lot different. No, I mean, I understand that that will never happen, but I say <laughs> that just to show the magnitude of what was taken, not just from African Americans, but let's, I mean, I'm 100% the Native no, Americans. No, no, no. First of all, I, I, we, we, cut the, we, I get that. No, we ain't got to worry about that because, listen, collectively, we ain't got no friends. I'm going to tell you that right now. We, we I love people. I, I'm a, I'm a, but as, as in this country, collectively, we ain't got no friends. They, they was never our friends collectively from the jump. So that, if we're talking about this, as a group, as a group, we, we just got to worry about ourselves because everybody else do, right? This is what the, the dynamic, dynamic is. And that's why, also, another reason why we can't grow because we worried about everybody else. And that's why I We're say not... spend our money amongst ourselves. Stop spending, stop giving this trillion dollars plus 
out into mm. the society and we need to spend it within ourselves the way we did. And when you get there, we can our, help. Then we can we, help. We when we get to that our, point, we Right, right, right. Because then we had the Black Wall, Wall Street. A dollar was exchanged within the, within the community 38 times before it went out. And that's all I'm saying. That's and with we, that, that's, that's a what big, we need big to thing. do. We need yeah, to have yeah. our own. I mean, have our our own. And it and it may sound. I mean, I mean, you know, because what what's funny to me is it's like, you know, on one hand, you don't want us to be here, but you want our money. And that's what I'm saying. Collectively, so, we don't got no friends. That's what I'm saying. So keep our yeah. money within ourselves, because that's the only you know, way. That you got the Arabs, the Chinese. And you know, they'll come with, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they'll come and shut up shop in the hood, take from the hood, but they won't necessarily. They you barely see somebody working in those shops. That's that's of our color, right? No, so I mean, they, no, they'll, I mean they'll, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, and and DA, I, I know you you're itching to say something. Oh no, I was actually enjoying. It. I mean, I'm I'm glad that we're all coming to a consensus. The thing is, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I like I like what Chill was saying. I mean, you know, uh, we ain't got no permanent friends. All we have is permanent interests. Uh, and and that's seen throughout uh, throughout everything. We we've never had permanent friends. Um, that we have a historically, uh, if people do the research, we have such a complicated history, not just with um, with white people, but we have a complicated history with indigenous people here. Uh, you know, I, I've given history lessons and show people, and even indigenous people, I say yes. Um, people don't know that there were uh, of the five uh, of the five uh, tribes. Um, the five civilized tribes that some of them actually fought in the Confederacy. A lot of people don't know that, that a lot of five tribes actually owned enslaved black people. Um, black people coming out of enslavement during emancipation were called, and you can look it up, Cherokee Freeman, Choctaw Freeman, uh, Seminole Freeman, uh, Creek Freeman. The reason why they're called Freeman is because they were, they were actually enslaved by these uh, five tribes uh, at one point, but then they became free and began to live and, and begin to live you know, uh, on native land. And so, um, if you, if you look at that, you know, what well, we have, we have this complicated history that we all have to dish out. Like you said, we have to understand what land back means. Land back doesn't just mean give indigenous people all the land and kick everybody out. I mean, I, I mean, of course, you know, some people say, yay, but no land back just means understanding that, that, uh, that the way indigenous people live, uh, with the herds of the buffalo, with the with the water, and you know, keeping things like that, land back means giving them their sovereignty, uh, giving them a sovereign reign over what is theirs. You know, um, you know, they 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 are our generous people, and so we need to allow them to let us do that, and then therefore now we need to find out how you know how do we navigate this because of course black people are gonna say, hey, my grandpa, grandpa, grandpa's grandpa, I mean, was here. You know, we have people that died here. You know, you just can't send people just like we can't. It's hard to send like DACA, right? You just can't send uh, Latinos back to Mexico because some of them only know America as their home. Same thing. How is how are us as black people going to go back to Africa when all we have, for centuries all we ever known was America as our home? And so there has to be a way that we can live amongst each other where we all can. Like I said, I just think everybody ought to eat. And when I say eat, I mean in everything. And so, um, like I said, if, if you want a small house, big house, whatever it is. Everyone should have a place. To live. We have we have enough money to be the greatest nation, but we don't want to be the greatest nation because we want to be the nation of capitalism. And all capitalism does is ensures that somebody's on the bottom that you're going to actually benefit from. And if you live like that, pretty soon the people at the bottom is going to get mad and there's going to be an uprising. 
and they're going to show you that you're not going to continue to make money out their backs and they're going to turn this whole this whole Frankenstein monster called America that's coming out that is undoing itself by the seams and you can see it right now this whole Frankenstein monster is going to just do overload and you're going to see that people that are disenfranchised are going to stand up one day to this establishment come together grab hands they're going to fight this government back and this government is going to crumble because they because once you get a bunch of mad black latino white indigenous people to come together and say we ain't going to take it no more and we're going to shut this damn government down and all y'all people making billions of dollars you ain't going to do it no once they all come together and do that oh yeah it's time to rock and roll and we're going to see what's going to happen and that ain't got nothing to do with race that got to look the bottom looking up that, that's what i was mentioning um i'm um see i see i went to a two-hour show um let's see frankie is up there i don't see your your comment frankie um does anybody see frankie's comment yes it says uh i'll always fight in front lines with you okay okay that's 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 what frankie says um i'll always fight on, on the front front line with you thank you frankie and i know you know um for people who don't know, Frankie is also a white woman who, uh, due to a childhood um, fight with a racist black, uh, racist white boy on the playground when she was ten, lost her ability to speak. So, uh, Frankie, she we talk a lot via e via email, and um, she always has she she some of the things that she tells me and um her parents are still living and um how her father feels um uh remorse uh because he could not do anything for his daughter because what she did on the playground way back when uh, I think, uh, Frankie, can I ask, I mean, I know it's rude for me to ask, um, um, so I, I, I'm trying to get the, cause every time, Frankie, every time I talk about your story, it, 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 it just, it, it just chokes me up. Um, you know, okay. So you're saying that you're, that you're 53. Okay. Um, well, that, that wasn't what, what I was going to ask, but, um, you know, just the fact that she was sticking up for two black kids from being bullied from this white kid down down south. She now lives in the uh, in the Bay Area, and uh, this ten year old white kid hit her in her throat. So, uh, for those of you. Um, who are familiar with Frankie, whenever she comes up on the panel, who's ever on the panel, if I don't catch it, if you all can read what, what, what she says. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just sick, sick of it. And I don't like the fact that here we are again in 2023. And we're still talking about the same old crap. We are still talking about the same stuff you know and we'll be talking about the same stuff until the day i die until the day you die whatever and i'm just i'm just tired of it <laughs>
So real quick, because uh, we are pushing the two hour mark here. Uh, Chill, you want to do the, the last word? You have anything else you want to say? Chill, you there? Okay, DA, I'm going to go to you. you have any last words you want to say? Yeah, I'm going to say I'm sorry I was super late, but uh, I made it, and I'm glad we was able to see the show. Um, I need to follow Chill, man. I, I, I like Chill. I like his comments, and I think we can work with that. Um, you know how fine I am of you. And uh, Frankie, <laughs> and what I'm going to say about Frankie, uh, Frankie, thank you for being in the fight. Uh, in a time like this, people say that there's no more allies and, and, and that there's no more accomplices, but... Uh, you know, you put your very voice on the line for us, and you are a true accomplice. And, and I agree that you are fighting on the front line with us. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you for your uh, great sacrifice uh, to us. And, uh, and as a humanitarian, um, and like I said, like, like, uh, like Chill was saying, it's, it's not about color with me. It's all about humanity. It just so happens that black people happen to be at the bottom of this barrel uh, in everywhere you go. But... It's all about humanity. Uh, I look back to a, a Fred Hampton and Rainbow Coalition uh, that he formed with the Young Lords and uh, and the Patriots. Uh, people don't know uh, about about uh, the Patriots, the, the white the, the white uh, disenfranchised people in Chicago. And that's what actually made up the Hillbilly Patriots. Is what actually made up uh, the the Rainbow Coalition. So it just wasn't just uh, black and brown. It was also uh, the, the the brothers and sisters that were white uh, who understood the struggle of growing up poverty and understanding how it feels to be disenfranchised uh, from a government who that doesn't care about you, that cares about the almighty dollar. Uh, so thank you for this conversation. As we go into tomorrow, uh, thank you so much, uh, Salah, for uh, having me up. Uh, thank you, everybody that's here, uh, all the people that's listening. Hey, I'm, I'm fighting for all of you because I'm fighting for all of us. And uh, the only way the only way we're going to actually tumble this, this, this criminal enterprise that I call America is if we all become us. Thank you. Okay. All right. Very well said. And on that note, guys, uh, tomorrow is supposed to be a fun show. It's Thursday. So can we keep it fun? Can we keep it light? Can we not bring in the serious stuff? Can we just please keep it light and crazy and DMAC? I do try to keep it light. I I I really, really do. I I do. Thank you, Brina. I thought it was. Yes, I am laughing too. So, <laughs> yeah, we can please keep it light. So, on that note, guys, um, I'm going to leave you guys with uh, when the sun comes up. And um, again, thank you guys for coming. And I hope to see you tomorrow. And DA, I will be on the show because I'm looking at, I'm not thinking Central Time, I'm thinking for Pacific Time. So, I am. Okay. See you tomorrow, guys.
to the whole song. Enjoy your day, everyone. Thank you so much for, for coming. I know it was a long show. Hope to see you tomorrow. Bye.